This week on the podcast, I talk with Dr. Ryan Green. Dr. Green is a physician and he is the founding partner of Monarch Athletic Club and he specializes in human performance. If you are trying to up your performance, you need to check out Rebel Rabbit Seltzer. Rebel Rabbit Seltzers are alcohol-free. They are infused with cannabis and they are infused with Delta 9 cannabis and they are leading the way and their alcohol-free cannabis-infused seltzers, they can be shipped all over the U.S. Their mission and their goal is really to find a better way to socialize, a smarter way to drink, a better balance to life. And we've all been there where we socialize or we go out and we wake up in the days following with a hangover and we can't be productive, we can't do the things we want to do, we feel horrible. And Rebel Rabbit is trying to change that. They're trying to change the way we socialize so we socialize socialize smarter and healthier so we can go out they are infused with just enough cannabis where you can feel that relaxation um, but none of the bad and nasty side effects of alcohol so if you haven't done so already go to the link in my show notes and you can order directly from them you'll also get a nice discount you'll get 20 percent off your order if you use promo code life 20 but they can ship to you anywhere in the U.S. They are also racking up the retailers so you can go on there and find the retailer closest to you. If you can't wait for them to get delivered, um, just go to the local retailer near you and pick them up. If not, get them delivered to you. But think about this. We need to move away from drinking alcohol. We know how bad it is for us. And Rebel Rabbit is leading their way, leading the way um, in their cannabis-infused seltzers alcohol free so check out their seltzers um, they're definitely a better way to socialize and interact with our friends and you're going to be able to wake up and be productive in the days following so dr ryan green um, he is like i said he specializes in human performance and sports medicine nutrition and cutting edge recovery methods all that sort of stuff and he has opened his own athletic club called monarch athletic clubs and they now have two locations but in this conversation we go through all different types of ways we can perform at a higher level whether it be from psychedelics to um, longevity methods to recovery methods um, to different types of inflammation different ways to improve our brain health, all those sort of things that I love to talk about and I love to learn about. Um, So bring out your notepad because you'll probably be needing it in this episode with Dr. Ryan Green. Before we get into the episode with Dr. Ryan Green, we got to talk about engineered sleep as well. We're all trying to perform better. We might as well concentrate on the mattress we are sleeping on. And if you're not sleeping on a nice mattress or a comfortable mattress, or you think that could be the problem with your sleep, you need to reach out to the team at Engineered Sleep. They are incredible. They're also out of my hometown of Greenville, South Carolina. Their customer service is second to none. Their products are the best. And if you visit their link in the show notes, you'll get 15% off your order. That promo code is LIVE15. So reach out to them. Make sure to get yourself and your family new mattress so you can start sleeping and performing better on a daily basis. Without further ado, here's my conversation with Dr. Ryan Green. Dr. Ryan, I know uh, I know you are just getting your day started there on the West Coast, but first off, man, how you doing? How you doing this morning? Doing great. It's a beautiful day. It's finally stopped raining in LA, so uh, that's that's a blessing. And uh, anytime the sun, I mean, that's why I moved here. Sunny, 75, uh, better than the Chicago area where I, I grew up in terms of weather, for sure. So. Yeah, I was about to say you grew up in uh, probably much different climate up in Illinois. If I, if I way di- way different, yeah. yeah. And I've 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 lived everywhere along the way, including uh, I spent some time in Charleston, so uh, I'm familiar with nice. deep south. Yeah, what were you hot, doing in Charleston? Too humid. Uh, I was dating a nurse, so I went all down right. there. To, yeah, it's all good. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. I went to uh, I went to South Carolina. Um, grew up in the upstate here of Greenville, South Carolina, but spent many of weekends down in Charleston, and it's uh, yeah. I love it. So when did uh, when did you move out to California? Uh, I finished my fellowship in like 2016, and um, the concept for for what we're doing now with Monarch. Uh, kind of formulated when I was at, in fellowship at Mayo in Minnesota, and um, the universe conspired on my behalf, brought you know friends and colleagues into into the picture, and 
the idea, you know, they contributed a part of it. I had kind of like the nuts and bolts of it and we just merged it together. And so I took a risk, moved out to California, no money, only hope. And, uh, you know, the rest is history as they say. So that's, uh, and right now you were saying you got a busy schedule because we have a new location popping up next week. And for people that don't know, can you give like, what is your, how do you describe Monarch to people? Yeah. Uh, one-stop shop for health and wellness. So, um, I am an avid fitness enthusiast to work out almost every day. Um, and I saw the emergence of all these fitness concepts, which was cool, but I also saw from the medical side, health outcomes continuing to decline. So I I was like, there's a disconnect. Mm -hmm. And when I was at fellowship and I, I went up to mall of America in Minnesota and I was blown away by the fact that like the convenience of people parking their car and knowing they have lodging, food, recreation, and shopping is a significant enough motivating factor for people to go there. It's not the most glamorous place in the world, but it's convenient. I was like, why don't we do that with health? Like, why can't you not, why can you not go to your gym, work with a professional, a trainer? If you have an injury, also get some physical therapy and then work with a, you know, a medical professional to work on preventive medicine, mm-hmm. you know, optimizing your metabolic health, working with a nutritionist. And I just, I'd never seen that before outside of the professional sports space. And then my thought was like, okay, well, like LeBron's body is no different than mine other than like size, obviously. But why do we apply these, you know, comprehensive multidisciplinary principles that athletes but then not for you, like your job, husband, podcaster, businessman, like, you know, your body needs the same things that someone who's paid to perform a professional sport does. And so that's where like the, 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 the idea came from. And so in brief, it's a membership based wellness club. It's one fee unlimited services. So you can use a trainer every day, physical therapist every day. If you need it, you can speak with a nutritionist as much as you want. And then there's always a medical professional on site. We're doing blood work quarterly, body comp as needed. Essentially, we kind of merged the best of primary care, fitness, physical therapy, rehabilitation, and nutrition all in one spot. So um, in our belief, as long as you can show up, having a multidisciplinary team to kind of shepherd you along your wellness journey, whatever that may look like, like we're agnostic in terms of your health goals, aesthetic cool if it's recovering from a surgery great or anything in between i think for us and for me personally the um, the barrier to entry was people you know people are busy and so they don't have a lot of time to go to multiple places to get to you know optimal living so we Mm -hmm. just brought those other things into one spot um you know and absolutely it's a little bit more expensive than what most people are accustomed to paying for a traditional gym membership but from the value standpoint, like there is like no question that if you're using a trainer every single day, like it's expensive. Or if you you know have physical therapy, it's expensive. So we brought the cost down significantly lower than if you did these things independently. Mm-hmm. And as we move forward, you know, being a um, being a medical facility by design with services underneath, we're aligning ourselves for the opportunity to start getting more insurance reimbursement, corporate wellness up um, uh, participation because we're measuring validated metrics that are associated with longevity and reducing your risk for chronic disease. Yeah. So, you know, we're, we're doing everything, but it just feels like a higher end wellness club. And really, I mean, you're, like you said, you're preventing probably a lot of diseases, injuries, you know, yeah. bills that you would have to pay in the future by like being part of the Monarch Club. Is this, uh, were you an athlete growing up? Uh, yeah, I mean, I didn't play a, uh, like college or professional sports, but I was a really good soccer athlete. My my staff's all like college and pro athletes, so they would tell me I'm not an athlete, but like, I, think <laughs> I, was, I think I was athletic. I can hold my own. Yeah. <laughs> Going into, uh, I guess, medical school and your residency, was this always kind of like your mindset to get into like this health and fitness world? Mm-hmm. Not off the top, to be completely honest. I wanted to, like my my trajectory and path was orthopedics and sports. Um, I wanted to be a team physician. I wanted to work with athletes because like, cool. I just, that mindset made sense to me. 
But then once I got into residency, I saw everyone around me was terribly unhealthy because the hours are long, the food is poor, the stress is high. So the doctors and then are once, unhealthy. Oh, without oh, a doubt. Yeah. Without yeah. a doubt. Anyone who tries to tries to say otherwise, you know, they're you're being dishonest. Um, but the the turning point came when my my mentors, my attending physician started asking me, like, how do you stay fit? How do you train? What do you eat? And I was just like, you know what? Like, I'm actually more excited to like get out of the hospital and like go work out and like do something for myself than spend 16 hours doing surgery. I enjoyed it very much, but that was kind of the point where I'm like, maybe I need to be doing something different. But in the medical space, there's no route to do what I'm doing right now. Like, I absolutely had to, you know, go on my own, forge a path. It was hard. Um, definitely scary kind of leaving the the safety of the traditional hospital system because that's all we knew um and it's like yeah it's like uh something you know will be there yeah and even my parents are like why don't you just work in an emergency room and like you know (laughs) you have and then you can do this on the side i was like i got it i got to give 100 percent to this so um i'm fortunate because along the way you know i did my stop at mayo clinic and, and did a research fellowship there and thought maybe, you know, I'll do academia, write papers, try to try to shift the the health world that way. But ultimately, I realized anything in the preventive medical space, especially from the clinical or academic side, is a tough road because there's no money in the preventive medical research space yet, because there's nothing proprietary about sleeping well, exercising, eating clean, Mm -hmm. you know, it's just pharmaceutical companies that doesn't benefit them. So, um, and they fund a lot of the research. So, uh, I'm grateful I got that experience. I learned a lot, but ultimately it kind of fortified my belief that this model that I was thinking about that is now Monarch um, had legs and it would work. The only thing we hadn't tried is like actually opening a space and seeing what happened. So um, I'm fortunate that my my partners in this, you know, shared or at least believed what I was sharing with them and believed it enough to, you know, put money on the table and get us going. And, you know, now we're, at capacity in West Hollywood. We've got a waiting list. We're opening our next location uh, in a week and we've, we're, well, we'll be full there very quickly. So our reputation is growing and, and the value of just being able to show up in one place and you can spend an hour training or doing rehab or sauna or cold plunge, seeing your physician, getting your blood work done. Like we've kind of, we've kind of thrown health back old school, so to speak, where, you know, a hundred years ago, like, your neighbor was your physician or veterinarian or whatever, like you knew them as people. And then you also utilize them for their knowledge and expertise. So with this community kind of smaller club concept, um, it's been pretty cool to like see people come in because they think they want one thing, but as you get to know them and like you have conversations and you see them, turns out like their health goals kind of self and auto correct to what they really want which is more than that, just like surface level. I want to build muscle, burn fat. It's yeah. more like, no, I want to play with my grandkids. So I'm Definitely. 95. They're like, great, let's do it. You know, here's how we're going to do that. It's been when, pretty cool. uh, when people come in or, or what are some of the common mm, problems people have? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'll I don't tell know you. if problems uh, is the right term, but no, uh, I mean, I'd call them problems because we, we currently spend a trillion dollars a year subsidizing care for obesity and diabetes, like they're, they're a problem. But uh, yeah, so every member who comes in is onboarded. They get a medical assessment, blood work, body comp, a nutritional assessment with our nutritionist, a PT assessment to figure out how do you move? Are there any areas that we need to pay attention to in terms of, you know, mobility, functional movement, um, injury uh, awareness, and then a training assessment. So we get a good 360 view of who you are and what you're capable of and then pair that with the goals that you share and i mentioned to you before like i'm about 95 percent certain that i can tell you exactly what people want when they come in just by looking at them and also what's going on with their body and inevitably it's people don't sleep enough they don't drink enough water their diet is okay everyone says like i eat pretty clean like all right pretty clean um they don't exercise enough they're usually low in vitamin D, hormones are suboptimal, thyroid's usually a problem, or at least sluggish. Um, and then they just have 
elevated levels of inflammation. That's pretty much everyone that walks through the door and everyone's goal is I want to, you know, build muscle, get strong, burn fat, like great. <clears throat> and then within a couple months, you know, the, the truth rises to the surface in the sense that people come in, they're like, my health is the most important thing in my life, which it should, that it should be like, it's, if you, even if you have a million, you know, infinite money, health is that great equalizer that can cut us all down mm -hmm. at the knees. If you have it, life's great. And if you don't, it's not, but inevitably people, you know, say like, this is, they're really ready to, they're committed. And then inevitably, like we look at their visit frequency and on average members are using, using like two to three sessions per week when we want them to be using four to five because that minimizes the world health organization minimum movement standard in terms of time. And you, we, you know, we have the ability and we develop the relationship that we can talk with people. And I'm like, what's up? They're like, ah, oh, we're, you know, got busy or kids. I'm like, no, health really isn't your most important. And it's like that. Sometimes it takes three months of like, I didn't get to where I wanted to go before they have that come to Jesus moment of like, oh yeah, I actually got to like make this a priority. Um, and I'm, I think we're fortunate in the sense that we develop relationships with people. So they don't, they're not like, ah, oh, I'm wasting my money. I'm going to leave. They're like, oh, I got to get my stuff together and, and go. So <clears throat> for the most part, like I said, like 95% of people show up with the same list of desires and also areas of improvement. Um, so I'm, I'm putting a book together cause I'm like, there's only so many of me and so many clubs right now. I need to get this like practical information like how can we help you before you know a club's in your area because we've got hundreds of millions of people that could benefit from this so yeah. um yeah i'm pretty sure certain my sample size now is, is pretty reflective if it's reflective of the population in la it's definitely reflective of the population yeah in the rest of the country what um have you narrowed down to what you think some some of the main root causes are for people not getting enough water, not getting enough sleep, like not eating clean enough? Oh, yeah, I mean, so, how <clears throat> do I don't wanna, it's, it's kind of broad, but um, I like to think of it, there's a, there's a really good book, um, it's called Thinking Fast and Slow by Daniel Kahneman. Um, it's all about human rationality and how we think. And I, I, I'll lead with that because my answer is pretty much like comfort. Most people mm -hmm. are comfortable with what they're doing. Even if they know it's not optimal, lack of sleep, they know they're dehydrated, they know their diet's not that great, they're unhappy with their body weight. But change is hard and change requires effort. And that effort can be uncomfortable initially before it becomes comfortable. It's their new operating system. It's their new normal. But that time, that adaptation takes, you know, weeks to months. And I think most people, you know, know that they're not in great health and don't feel the best that they could, but they're also unwilling or unable to change. And I, I would say mostly unwilling because everyone has a choice. Um, and then the, you know, the inevitable like work dinners, travel, family, mm -hmm. like things come up. And where I would, you know, and I think the one area that we have and the opportunity to grow truthfully is like right now, there's no incentive for you to do something different, right? So if you have high blood pressure or if you are pre-diabetic because you're overweight, you're not sleeping, you're not, you know, you're dehydrated, you have a lot of stress, those are all correctable with lifestyle behaviors that's known, but you can also correct them with a pill or something like that. Yeah. And it's far easier to take a capsule or a tablet in the mm -hmm. morning than budget time to build in exercise or think about where you're going to go and where you're going to get your food from. You know, you see what I'm saying? It's just like, of course, the life, the lifestyle change requires effort. And a lot of and the human, the human system doesn't want to expend more effort than we're it lazy. has to. You were lazy. Well, yeah, it's just like, we're, we're, we're meant to survive. Right. And expending more energy. So anyway, um, we could talk about this for an hour. So I think to answer your point, um, change is hard. And yeah. one of the areas that we're investigating aggressively is how can we make that change incentivized to the point that it would be foolish of you not to. And what I mean by that is like, how can we get you, you know, something money in your pocket or reduced insurance premium 
maybe even like a lower membership rate if you achieve certain performance mm -hmm. metrics. So the, the onus is on you then to say like, all right, like I could either keep paying a lot of money for my health, both from the insurance, medical and, and, you know, club monarch side, or I could pay less and I can pay less by doing more. And by doing more as a side benefit, I feel better. I look better. I have more energy, quality of life improves. It's like safe driver discount for car insurance. You don't get an accident, you pay less. So how can we create a system like that? Um, and whether it's us or like the, the field is moving that way, like Apple's going to have their own health insurance company in a couple of years. And my suspicion is they'll probably tie all their wearables to yeah, your health plan. And if you achieve certain outcomes, then you pay less. And if you don't, you pay market rate. And it's like, you know, jokes on you. If you don't, if you want to keep paying a thousand dollars a month for health insurance that you never use because you could pay less. So what are some of the, and it could, and it could differ depending on the client or the person, but do y'all have some like common concepts y'all believe yeah. in say, like say on the, the, the movement side of things or like the nutrition side of things, that's that sort sure. of stuff. Yeah. So I think from our training standpoint, um, you know, we've developed a, an annual plan that basically will allow you, it follows the principles of, you know, progressive overload, um, you know, we have some regeneration phases, some, you know, higher intensity, greater volume, lower resistance components, things that we know overall will get you stronger, will help you move better, will increase your cardiovascular capacity. Because at the end of the day, like, if you maintain muscle mass, you will maintain strong bones and you'll preserve cognitive function. Mm -hmm. If you sustain high quality cardiovascular performance, and we can measure that here with VO2 max, we know your risk for cardiovascular disease and things of that nature are probably lower. Those are all independently validated. So we kind of have like a, a 12 month program that depending on when the person joins, they're kind of entered into the system. And as long as they stick with us, you know, for a year, you'll hit, you know, components that work on volume, progressive overload, cardiovascular capacity, um, and then if someone has a specific goal, because our clubs are smaller in size, we can get a little bit more, uh, customized for people with like specific, you know, aesthetic goals or things like that. Uh, but for the most part, it's, you know, it's, it's volume, progressive overload. That's the training side. Um, from the nutrition side, that's a more interesting one. I'm, I'm truthfully, I'm kind of agnostic on nutrition in the sense that the best plan for someone is one that they can stick with. So, yeah, um, I, what I we, that, yeah. yeah. So like, you know, obviously I want to people, I want people to maintain muscle mass. I don't want them to accumulate too much body fat. So we try to get people to understand like not only quality of food, but also quantity, what's appropriate for you, what's appropriate based on your lifestyle so that we can get you eating enough, just not too much so that we can help you sustain, you know, high metabolic function, energy, things like that without compromising muscle tissue, hormone uh, health, things like that. Um, yeah, from the physical therapy side, you know, our physical therapists are also certified strength and conditioning specialists, the SCS. So they they think, you know, physical therapy for them is physical. They want you to move. Mm -hmm. You know, there was, um, there's a, a study that came out this week in the British Journal of Sports Medicine that showed exercise was equally, if not more effective in terms of like joint pain, especially with arthritis than NSAIDs or, or Tylenol like um, medication. So for our physical therapists, like movement is the first priority before we do imaging, before we do joint injections, before we even think about surgery, like give us time to help your body move and make sure it's moving appropriately. Um, you know, based on biomechanics before we jump down the road of, you know, higher cost, higher risk procedures and or um, medications. So those are like the the big areas of focus from the medical side. I like, I, I like to say, you know, um, our approach is top down. Sleep is most important. If you're not getting good sleep, nothing else matters. Hydration is second. 80% roughly of the global population is chronically dehydrated. That is a significant stress that's easily fixable, but people just either don't know or need a reminder that they need to drink water. Do you have a fluid um, ounces limit that you tell people? Limit? Or max? Uh, or what you should be uh, So like, I have a minimum, 
So like the current recommendation is roughly half your body weight in ounces of mineral enhanced fluid a day. That's like the floor. I'd say about 60% of our members and people in general that I've seen do not consume their, their minimum fluid requirement. The World Health Organization had a, a position statement a while back that basically said the global recommendation for fluid intake for women was 2.7 liters per day. For men, it was 3.7 liters. Obviously, that's like a very generalized framework. But mm-hmm. if you do that, like half your body weight, that's around that roughly, typically, um, <clears throat> depending on how big you are. So that's kind of the the hydration metric that we look at. Um, and then from the medical side, uh, we're doing immune system function, kidney, liver, thyroid, um, hormone panel, a pretty advanced cardiovascular disease panel looking cholesterol, um, apolipoprotein B, lipoprotein A, some genetic and, and other modifiable factors. I think the biggest difference between us and primary care is the hormone panel, um, especially thyroid. I think we've seen the the negative effect of all the various different chemicals, preservatives, you know, uh, things like that in our food system, as well as our society in terms of how it's impacting our, our hormone or endocrine function. Um, and you know, like I'm in LA, there's plenty of anti-aging longevity, you know, functional medicine specialists. And there's a ton of podcasts now that people can listen to. I think where I sit and we sit is, you know, there's some really cool advanced tech that's being discovered. Peptides, I'm, I love peptides and things like that. But if you don't have the fundamentals dialed in, none of those things are going to matter or they won't be as effective as they could be. So for us, it's like the old principle of in a gold rush, the people that really make money are, are the, the folks making the shovels. Like get the fundamentals dialed in and then you can play with some of the other cool tech that's being developed. But most people don't sleep enough, don't drink enough water, have no concept of their nutrition program, get blood work done maybe once a year. So they have no idea what their body's actually telling them. So we're really trying to shape lifestyles in the sense that um, the, the fundamental components that will allow your body to thrive are almost like mindlessly routine now. And then we can, you know, play around with some of the more, more cool stuff. What, um, what do you suggest for blood work? How often? So, I mean, max every three months, unless like you're looking for some sort of acute change. Like we have some people that in our population here that drink a ton and they take a lot of medication. And when we do their initial intake, you know, their liver function is way out of whack. So, you know, in those cases, we may recheck in a month after I've given them an opportunity to kind of clean up their lifestyle. But for the most part, every three months, I think would be like the most often that I would do it because any change metabolically or from a lifestyle standpoint, we're not really going to see the outcome until you've done it for like 12 weeks or more. So trying to check, you know, a month in every month or something like that, it's probably too small of a window to really appreciate change that is manifesting over time. Um, I think once a year is too little, twice a year is probably okay. The tough part with like our traditional medical system and like a one physical a year concept is I get you for one moment on one day and then you have 364 days to do whatever you want where I don't have interaction with you. So I think more checkpoints help keep people accountable, um, which then offers you the the opportunity to achieve a a higher likelihood of success. Mm -hmm. With with, uh, nutrition, have you noticed yep. people not getting enough protein? Um, yes. I think the other thing I see a lot is people don't eat enough. Mm-hmm. I think they have, uh, I think they're under consuming, especially we have a lot of folks, myself included, that are, are primarily plant based. I, I don't eat a lot of animal protein. So for me, it's 6'4, 220. Like I need to eat a lot of food. A yeah. large amount of volume, but I've trained myself to do that over time, right? To tolerate that that volume. Um, I find that most people, when you talk about their nutrition program, again, we're talking about adaptability. Most people eat around the same time, around the same volume as they have for a while, because their body's adapted to that. Doesn't mean it's the most effective for what they're trying to achieve, but 
their gut system, their metabolism is used to it. So that's just what they do. Um, so, you know, insufficient protein, sure. Under eating in terms of caloric intake, reasonable. Um, and then quality is the other part where, you know, in LA it's Postmates, DoorDash, Uber Eats, yeah, work dinners, like, you know, a lot of heavy meals, a lot of, you know, delicacies, decadence, sauces. So, um, <laughs> there's, a, there's a multiple factors. Yeah, for sure. The team and the people at Engineered Sleep are offering you 15% off if you use promo code LIVE15 to get a new mattress. And I cannot tell you enough how much trust I have in the team at Engineered Sleep and the product they will provide to you if you have any questions about your current mattress. If you're getting bad sleep and you think it might be your mattress, it's time to upgrade your mattress. And the team at Engineered Sleep is here to do that for you. Use promo code LIVE15. You'll get 10% off your order. But most importantly, you're going to be working with an amazing company. You're going to have an amazing product. And you're going to start sleeping better at night and you'll start performing better on a daily basis so go to engineeredsleep.com use promo code live 15 get 15 percent off your order and start sleeping better and performing better on a daily basis with uh the word longevity right like i feel like it's yeah. a buzzword people are always talking about yeah. it and i do like how you have said like we've kind of figured out longevity like you talk yeah. about the blue zones we just yeah. don't do what the people do in the blue zones totally so totally. what are these people doing that we don't do? Yeah. So <clears throat> longevity, you're, you're right. It's like a buzzword and it is what it is. I like, I, I would like to maximize my longevity, mm -hmm. but the way we describe it is, is more like health span. How long can we extend quality years? And there was a metric, I forget, I think it was New England Journal or American Medical Association uh, published a, a report that right now, like our life expectancy lifespan is like 85, 87 roughly, but health span, like high quality years, uh, is like 60 to 65. So there's a huge Delta Damn. between how long you're living and quality of life. And in, in my opinion, that's a, that's a raw deal, right? So, um, the way we approach it kind of like you mentioned is, you know, these populations around the world, blue zones that have a high concentration of centenarians, people that live to a hundred, on a regular basis with essentially minimal evidence of, or, or, um, incidence of, of metabolic disease. What are they doing? Well, they get good sleep. They don't drink. They eat primarily whole food, plant-based Mediterranean. They exercise regularly. They participate in preventive care and they also have strong communities, right? People that are born there, stay there and people, people help each other out. Right. Uh, whether that's for religious purposes or whatever, it's just that that community aspect's an intangible, but it is very important. Yeah, definitely. And I think I think we can attest, like we could connect to anyone anywhere right now, but we don't really know people anymore. Mm -hmm. um, and so that community aspect's important. So, for lack of a better analogy, like we could call ourselves Blue Zone Fitness, like because that's basically what we're doing. And so instead of trying to figure out like hacks or capsules or injections or things like that, or IVs that are going to help us live longer, in my opinion, doing those fundamental aspects of health will probably get us a long, high quality existence. And then the rest is going to take care of itself. Like, I think we're a generation early, especially in terms of the longevity and anti-aging and biohacking space to actually figure out like, are all these things that we're learning about now actually going to do anything? Maybe if we were born today and we had 50 years of data to see, like, did these people who are doing all these things actually live to 100, 110, 120? Then I'd have more, um, I would have more, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, I'd, I have more belief that, you know, a lot of these things have potential benefit, but in the absence of that, um, we know fundamentally sleep, hydration, movement, all the things we've been talking about do contribute to allowing your body to thrive. So we just don't do them. And that's where Monarch and, and this system tries to uh, intervene. What, um, what's your, uh, what's your take on alcohol and drinking? So I personally do not drink. I did for a very long time. Yeah, I'm with you. I did I it. Either. I did it very well in college. I did Me a too. Lot. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, 
I kind of align with Dr. Huberman. If you've listened to his podcast on alcohol, there's like, there's like zero positive benefit of alcohol, especially in like the way we consume it and the type that we can consume. You could make an argument for like dry farmed organic wine, which is small batch, no preservatives, only natural irrigation. It's pretty low carbohydrate, uh, low sugar. So like the hangover component isn't as significant. And I understand some of the antioxidant and antioxidant benefits, but for the most part, like what we're drinking is not what people in like small French countrysides are drinking. And we're also far less active and, you know, we don't do the other things. So I counsel patients to at least understand, Hey, if you're drinking two drinks or more in an evening, your sleep and your recovery are impacted for two to three days. Whoop did a study that proved that. So mm-hmm. If you really want to make health progress and help yourself kind of dial things in, alcohol is probably like the last thing that I would encourage people to to continue uh, uh, utilizing in their health program. And if they can taper it out, I've uh, we have a significant number of members who have trusted me and taken our advice and stopped drinking for four, six, eight weeks. One, they look better, they feel better, and then unanimously the response is like, "Yeah, man, last weekend." Hadn't drank in a couple of months, had four or five beers. Like I'm out, I'm over it. Yeah, not, not worth it. it. Not <laughs> worth it. So sometimes it's that stop and like brief restart that forces you to be like, yeah, I'm good. You know, like I'm out. Um, but yeah, I'm not telling people like we're not a, we're not an abstinence factory where I want people to live a pure and chaste existence. <laughs> like that's not my, that's not my space. But what I can provide is, you know, pretty unbiased, uh, data surrounding some of these behaviors and what they will or will not do for you. And so that's kind of where I stand on that. With, uh, with a lot of the things and, you know, the, I guess you could call them protocols that we've been talking about will help mental health. Is that, is mental health other treatments or therapies? Is that something that y'all might bring into Monarch or thought about? Yeah. Doing? Um, so that's a good question. So we've created a concept called Monarch Mind which will be our mental health component because you're like, that's one area that uh, we have the ability to get into as a medical facility um, that we haven't yet partially because of the pandemic. And also like we're growing at such a, uh, a good rate. Like I just, I didn't have the capacity to do it, but um, I personally am a uh, believer in a lot of the, the newer plant-based treatments, psilocybin, you know, ketamine is not a plant, but a lot of these treatments are effective in terms of helping people with mental health issues. But I also believe that mental health cannot be treated without looking at your physical health and vice versa. And there's a lot of evidence that, mm-hmm. you know, hormone optimization helps with depression and anxiety and people suffering with PTSD. There's a guy named Dr. Mark Gordon, who's worked with a lot of veterans with PTSD and severe depression. He just got their, you know, hormones optimized and, and things got a lot better. So we're in a unique position that we have the ability to start offering some of these mental health treatment services, but at the same time, helping people understand like the only way that this is going to be sustained in terms of its positive effect is if you also start exercising more, changing your diet, paying attention to what you're putting into your body, and then also correcting some things that, that may be out of balance, you know, metabolically, which we have visibility uh, towards. So yes, short answer Monarch Mind will be the mental health aspect of what we offer. Um, and I think at that point, we will have a pretty solid system, you know, mind, body and, and spirit. With um, with some recovery, or we don't have to call them recovery, but so like hot and cold treatments. They're not, yeah. you know, they're, they're not, uh, I wouldn't say they're, they're not derived from a plant or they're not like, a, say, an actual medicine you would consume, yeah. but you can get similar effects like for the totally. mind, dopamine levels, totally. that sort of stuff. Totally. What, um, what do you see are some of the biggest benefits from say either like an ice bath or sitting in the sauna? Like what does that actually yeah. do for you? Uh, so I'll start with hot. Cause I like to go hot, cold. Um, you know, we have infrared saunas on site, unlimited access with our members, you know, detox, increased blood flow, better lymphatic flow. Um, those are some big ones, I think. Um, you know, the artery is the river of life. So the better we can get our blood flowing, the better our body is able to deal with things that are, you know, damaged or, or need assistance. 
And I think heat in itself, whether it's an infrared sauna or just a traditional convection sauna, can be helpful with that. I think cold is probably the more beneficial just because cold exposure does a bunch of things. Um, you know, adrenal support increases growth hormone output. The one interesting one that I found with our patients is dopamine production. So, mm-hmm. um, uh, there's a, a book and I, I actually got it from this book. It's called dopamine nation where a psychologist talks about the body hates cold. Like it hates being cold. Yeah. And so literally just exposing yourself, whether it's standing outside shower, cold plunge, whatever. Um, and if you can do it for like 60 to 90 seconds, the amount of dopamine that's produced by your brain, the second you get out is robust and people feel great. They sleep better, uh, anxiety and things like that tend to alleviate naturally because your body's like, thank God you got out of that cold. We're going to reward you by feeling good. So, um, I think they both have benefits independently, but together, I think it's a, it's a pretty valuable recovery um program and again like we have cold plunges we have saunas we wanted we wanted people to have access to it and not feel like they had to pay extra to get to this level of recovery we're like use it please it's going to help you yeah with uh with the traditional healthcare system do you see like y'all's model and their model ever like working together or like i feel like y'all's model sometimes is like they're like worst enemy so I don't think the hospital systems and us are necessarily contrarian, so to speak. I think mm-hmm. we can work together. I would like to see like hospitals and places like that be, be where the specialists are. And if you need advanced intervention, imaging surgery, sure, you go to a hospital and then let like the primary day-to-day preventative work be done in a model such as ours where we have frequent oversight, easy to intervene and get ahead of things as we see them coming up versus you as the <clears throat> the patient waiting till things are really bad and then showing up into a hosp- hospital system that's already over leveraged and not really meant to help with preventative care. It's more for like advanced specialized treatment. So, you know, perhaps in the future, the hospitals are where like serious acute trauma specialty yeah. goes and the preventive stuff is done in an alternative space. And I don't know if you read the Fit Insider um, uh, newsletter or if you follow them, but Anthony no. and his team at Fit Insider, it's F-I-T-T Insider, they do a weekly newsletter that's just like anything up and coming in health and wellness. And the newsletter this week was was very interesting because places like Walmart, Walgreens, CVS, even Dollar General, they're all trying to figure out how to offer an alternative health model that expands usability in their system. So if you're going to Walmart, you can also go see your your physician, you know, basically like taking the one medical idea, but plugging it into a place where people already go. So this one-stop shop movement is happening. What those places won't do or don't have the capacity to do yet is the movement side, which is where we are unique because we can you know, do everything that a next health, one medical parsley, you know, gym, like we, we have everything in one spot. What we don't have is like Walmart retail, but that's fine. We'll, we'll, we'll pass on that <laughs> for now stuff. Um, so I think we're in a, in a really cool position, um, to, to be very valuable for, for many people. Um, and again, like all we're, we're not doing anything complex. It's pretty simple. What is, uh, what are some warning signs of inflammation? That's man, that's a broad one. But um, uh, I mean, top down, you're not sleeping well, you get sick often, um, uh, brain fog, like cognitive decline, and just in terms of like thinking memory, most people tend to store fat, um, joint aches and pains, the skin, like, you know, just like unhealthy looking skin, whether that's acne or like red blotchiness. Um, yeah, I mean, immune system function, like people that, people that get sick far more often than you think they should probably are dealing with some sort of inflammatory issue, whether that's lifestyle associated or otherwise. Um, but like, think about all the basic uh, components of your, your daily lifestyle. Like you, if you get decent sleep, you should have a lot of energy. You should be in a good mood. You should feel pretty healthy. 
So if those things aren't present, you're not getting good sleep, you have low energy, you don't feel great, you get sick, you have a bad mood, like there's probably some some inflammation underneath the surface that needs to be addressed. Are there some uh, more common causes of inflammation you see with people? Yeah, and uh, yeah, like inflammation's so broad, but like <clears throat> I think for, from my standpoint, people don't sleep enough, their diets are pretty poor, they definitely don't exercise enough, and we consume way too many compounds and substances that are highly inflammatory, mm -hmm. whether it's processed foods, simple sugars, a lot of gluten, dairy, alcohol, you know, I think those are the, the biggest sources that I see on a regular basis. And unfortunately, like our society's kind of been designed to um, promote those things, you know, sleep when you're dead, yeah. every you know, alcohol promotion. <laughs> Um, like think about us as kids, like we're inundated with candy commercials and like cereal and stuff. So we're kind of groomed to like choose those higher inflammatory foods and lifestyle it's to, to their effect. Like they taste good initially. Like there's, there's a rationale why people like cake and cookies, but long-term they're not really doing anything for us. What is, um, where do you see Monarch athletic clubs? I don't know, in 10 years, like, am I going to be able to go to one in Greenville, South Carolina? <laughs> uh, I, possibly. So I think our, our, our roadmap right now is, um, you know, larger markets. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's definitely a target. The model scales very well. Like our, our, our largest cost is rent. So like we figured out the labor model and, and everything from the business side to figure out if we did put this in Greenville, like what would it cost? Maybe 300 a month, 400 a month, like not unreasonable, especially for everything that you get. So I'm, I'm pleased with where we're at in terms of the model. I think for us, it's just literally, you know, getting brick and mortar in markets. Um, we're also building a virtual platform. So for someone like you, yeah, so you'll right. be able to, uh, yeah, you'll at least be able to have a training program, be able to do, you know, virtual nutrition consults. You'll be able to get blood work delivered to your door. That's one of the cool things that happened That's over cool. the last few years is like, there's plenty of companies where you can order a blood panel, they send it to you and a phlebotomist. So like we're, we're, we're benefiting from this advancement in some of the biometric biotech that's available. We're just going to pull it together in a way that's not as white glove or bespoke as if you were coming into a club. But at least for you, you can say, all right, I got my training program. I'm going to go to my local gym. I'm going to do it. I'm going to check in with the nutritionist. Every three months, I'm going to get my blood work done. It's delivered to me. You know, and you know, hopefully we can also tie some reimbursement incentive in there too to help you remain compliant. But it's a step beyond what's available now. Um in, in the wellness space. So virtual is something that we're, we're very aggressively pursuing. Uh, we just want to make sure that, um, you know, it works, it works well. And we're about a third of the way there. The, um, the accessibility to blood work has been, I think a pain in my ass and like, sure. just like being able, like, I just want to go get my blood work done and like get my results and like get somebody to explain them to me yeah. in a fashion that I can understand them and how to improve them. Good luck. Them. Good luck. You know, yeah, like luck. it's just feels yeah. like it's very difficult to find that. Yeah. All right. Last, last question or, or two questions. Is there any supplements you take and would recommend people taking? Um, I mean, I think I'll, I'll, I'll make the caveat that like supplements are meant to supplement your lifestyle. So well, I would I would encourage people to focus on like paying attention to what we've talked about, sleep, hydration, mm -hmm. nutrition, all those things. Beyond that, so for me, like I think supplementation is very personalized, but across the board, like most people have low vitamin D. Mm -hmm. So a vitamin D, a good vitamin D compound is reasonable. I personally use Life Force. I found that Life Force, which is a, a Tony Robbins, Peter Diamandis, relatively new company. Um, has really high quality supplements that work. Like I've tested and retested my levels and, and they do respond pretty well. Um, outside of that, like I would just encourage people before they try to figure out what supplements to take, like get a blood panel done, whether yeah. that's, you know, life force does it, um, you know, everly well, like there are plenty of blood testing companies now where you can get, at least get an idea of like, what does your cholesterol look like? What does your hormone profile look like? How's your thyroid doing? And then at that point, you know, 
try to figure out what's going to be the best supplement regimen for you. But on top of that, like if you're going to do a supplement regimen, you should do blood work. And you also should check your blood work again to see if it's working because mm -hmm. if you're taking something and it's not doing anything, stop taking it or change or try, try to find something different. And I think that's where we've, we've kind of missed the boat, which is like we do that first initial uh, consult intake, get our, our first uh, round of, of info, bioinformatics, and then we don't check again. We just like, you know, I get people all the time. Like I've been taking vitamin C, B, multi for years now. I'm like, well, do you think it's working? Like, have you ever checked or like, are you just spending hundred bucks a month on supplements? Like you have no idea if it's actually helping you. So, um, that's, that's how I would frame that. What, uh, when is the book going to come out? Like, where are you at in the process? Good luck. Of the book and uh, early on, I'll let you know. Um, so I, we have a, like a preliminary manuscript being put together and, um, so I'll keep you posted, but hopefully within the next 18 months. Well, Dr. Ryan, man, I appreciate you coming on. Like you're, uh, what you're putting together is in a lot of ways, I see the future of hopefully healthcare yeah. where people are like Thanks, doing this as their daily life, like as part of their routine. It's what they do every day. And um, I mean, I know for me, movement's incredibly important. I know if I'm not eating right and not exercising and not moving, my mood, mental health, like all that stuff is affected. So um, I just know how much I think it can help people in general, especially just like on the mental health side of things. Um, totally. So thank you for what you're doing. I appreciate you coming on. Um, Thanks for having excited me. I really to appreciate see, it. I mean, like you said, you, you have a ton going on, um, a lot yeah. of cool stuff. So, uh, dude, I'm excited to continue to watch you. Thanks. I appreciate it. And uh, if you're ever out in L.A., let me know. Will do. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed the episode. If you did, click subscribe on your listening platform for upcoming conversations.